Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Air It Out Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan the Goose Gosker, here with that, as always, and saying it for the 75th time. It is episode 75, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in. We've got a fantastic show for you. The sports world never sleeps. And if you're if you're thinking, guys, we just heard you guys. You did hear us from the parking lot of the, the Giants and the Commanders tie. We'll get to that in a little bit. Ties are the worst thing ever. I thought they were a European thing. Apparently, they're here in America, too. Nonetheless, episode 75, I'm going to take Vince Wilfork. You know, Joel, I'm going to take somebody way bigger than that. Although, it's hard to imagine a bigger individual in life than Vince Wilfork. That dude was like 6'3", like, looks like 385 pounds. But he was a monster for the Patriots. Just an absolute force on the inside. I think he played for Houston for a couple years as well, towards the end of his career. But, nonetheless, I'll uh, skip all the juicy stuff. And uh, we'll get to my co-host, Joel Ambayoka, back in the studio. Joel, we are not in a vehicle today, but we are back in the studio. How we doing, brother? Backseat boys, take into the booth. Uh, we are going with 75, Mean Joe Green. I don't got to tell you, four-time Super Bowl champ, 10-time um, All-Pro. He is what he is, Hall of Famer. If you don't know about him, look him up. Best in the business. 75, Joe Green. He's mean. And his real name is not even Joe, right? He's Charles Edward Green. Charles Edward Green, the fifth. No, just Charles Edward Green, uh, Mean Joe Green. But, Joel's got a lot going on in the sports world. Where do you want to start today, my friend? We could start in baseball. We can start right here in the Bronx. We have a mega extension going on. Goose, what do you know? Yeah, it's <coughs> – excuse me. I'm getting all choked up and emotional about it. Uh, Aaron Judge signs a contract with the New York Yankees for nine years, $360 million. If you don't have that calculator right in front of you, that is 40. Count it. 40 mil a year uh, for a guy who was the best player in baseball last year. So let's just dissect this. Is this a move they have to make? Yes, 100% had to do it. Uh, the reports from John Heyman had him going to San Francisco uh, on Tuesday night. They had Arson Judge going Arson to San Francisco. Judge. So maybe Arson Judge did sign with the San Francisco Giants. Aaron Judge clearly signed with the Yankees. That joke is already beat to a pulp, by the way. 100%. Days later. You know, but, Joel's. I think this was a move the Yankees had to make. Um, because if you don't, again, it's easy to say, well, we could have just taken the $40 million and spent it anywhere, but you would have had to recoup from your fan base. There was some gamesmanship here in the nego- negotiations. Uh, I think Judge leaked, you know, that, that he was getting bigger offers. I think he's the guy that was leaking those numbers to help try and drive the Yankees up. And, Jolan, I think the Yankees' captaincy is going to be tied to this contract. I think they they told Judge behind closed doors, if you sign with us, we'll get the 360. And we're going to name you the next captain of New York Yankees. Yankees obviously haven't named a captain since 2003 when they named Derek Jeter team captain. Now, before we raise banner 27, 28, whatever it is, we have to take a step back here. The Yankees, in hindsight, have done nothing in the offseason besides retain their own guys. Is it cause of concern for you? Maltner, don't throw your phone there, brother, please. We know know, uh, our buddy Eric Maltner is obviously listening, tuned in, and just waiting for the chance to get back at you there, Joel. So I have been busting waiting. on Moltner, and Moltner has won the week. I will give it to him. But let's be real, this judge resigning is probably the biggest resigning this offseason, if not in a while. Well, I think it's interesting too, Joel, but you look at it, you look at a team that won 99 games, went to the ALCS. Yes, they got swept by the Astros. The Astros have gotten worse. They lost Justin Verlander. Maybe on offense they got better with Jose Abreu versus uh, Yuli Gurriel. But you still you lost the ace of your pitching staff, a guy that threw a one seven five ERA last year, and was the unanimous AL Cy Young. So 
the Yan- the Astros are losing that. So maybe the Yankees, by staying kind of where they're at, may be the best thing for them. Uh, and we'll see, Jules. I don't think they're done. I think they're the leading candidates to get a guy like Carlos Rodon, um, who's had some injury concern. I, I wouldn't call him injury prone, but he, he's had some concern. But again, the length of his deal, and we're going to talk about this guy, Jacob DeGrom really screwed the market. And I, I guess this this is how I'll segue into talking about him. Jacob DeGrom's a guy who we haven't seen stay healthy in three years. Okay, got a five-year guaranteed contract. So now if you're a guy, Joels, that has stayed healthy the last couple of years, why shouldn't you earn five, six, seven years? Yeah, you're not the quality pitcher that Jacob DeGrom is. Jacob DeGrom in good standing is top ten all time. But you but you have stayed healthy, right? Your best ability is availability. I hear You've you. stayed healthier than he has. And, you know, so why wouldn't you look to get more years, right? The money is where the the whole, like, DeGrom's top ten, you know, he can be top ten all the time. The money is where that comes into play. The length of the contract is is durability. And so a lot of these guys have been more durable than DeGrom, so why shouldn't they be asking for six- and seven-year deals? Maybe that's what Rodon's looking for, and I don't know if the Yankees want to give it to him. I'm not sure. And I'm not saying that – I'm not saying because they're cheap or – I, I just don't know what's going on in Brian Cashman's head. I think they're all kind of settling in, Joels, and uh, thanking God that they didn't lose Aaron Judge. Because I said this with our buddy Zach Kruk on his radio show this past week. If Aaron Judge had left the Yankees, I think we would have seen the first resurrection of a human individual from their grave. George Steinbrenner? I think George Steinbrenner would have risen up out of the grave, came back to life, and started running the Yankees all over again. If Aaron Judge had left, now he doesn't, so we don't have to, we don't have to scare any kids thinking ghosts are real and all that kind of stuff. So, but we'll see. The Yankees can't be done though; they can't be done. They have to keep moving forward. Now, a surprising bidder for Aaron Judge ended up being out in the West Coast, and it wasn't the San Francisco Giants. It ended up being the San Diego Padres. Here, they also land Xander Bogarts. What are your thoughts on this team out west, Joe? If if you're gonna say, um, if you're gonna look for a reason as to why I can never afford to buy a house in San Diego, it's going to be because of the Padres. Where are, Where is this money coming from? Once, I know Juan Soto hasn't gotten his big deal yet, but his contract's on the books. Machado's on the books. Tatis is on the books. You've now got Bogarts on the books. It's ridiculous. You Darvish isn't cheap either. You know, like some of these guys get paid a lot of money, Joels. I don't know. I, do they have the printer out there? Did they steal the printer of money? And they're just coming up? Because... They were going to offer Judge $400 million. If they were going to go 10 years, so it was going to be the same AAV. It was going to be an extra year and an extra 40 mil. But I, where are they printing this money from, really, honestly? Before we head out to the NL East, let's yeah. talk about the the money race, if you will, in the NL West. Sure. Because the Giants and Dodgers want to spend, do you think this leads the Padres to now spend big as well? I think so. I think they have to. Um, I'm a little scared right now, though. Dodgers haven't done a lot. We know Trey Turner went to Philly. I haven't done a lot yet. There's and, money and there. And we'll talk about that. But, yeah, that's why I'm scared. Because they haven't done a lot yet. They have a lot of money to spend and huge expectations. So, I don't know what they're going to do, Joel. Obviously, I expect a move to be made by the Dodgers. I just don't know where it's coming from. Um, from the West, we go to the East in the arms race of baseball. The NL East is stacking up quickly. Trey Turner gets a deal from the Phillies. What do we know about that? Yeah, uh, Deal, I believe, is 11 years, $300 million, keeps the AAV low. Uh, obviously, it's a long-term contract. I think it runs out 
the year after Harper's does, or the year, or or it's the same year that Harper's does. Uh, irregardless, Jules, it obviously makes them exponentially better. It makes their lineup just that much more of a pain in the neck. And I got to tell you, you know, as much as you and Molt are going back and forth, and you know, Met fans go back at Yankee fans. Met fans really, we got to really be worried about the NL East. The NL East is going is shaping up to be one of the best divisions we've ever seen. It's an arms race. And again, we did that with the AFC West in football this year, and, and look how that division's turned out to be god awful. But nonetheless, in baseball, it seems like the NL East is shaping up to be what the NL West was for a few years, which is they could produce multiple hundred win teams for years on end here uh, in this next stretch because. Again, even the Braves haven't done done a lot, but their core is still there. And they're two years off a championship. The only guy they've lost is Kenley Jansen, and he wasn't that great of a closer for them. So, you know, I and the Phillies obviously have gotten a lot better. Joel's one just where's the where are the Mets? It leaves me to my next question: the Mets lose an arm, but they get an arm. What's going on in Mets land? It's hard, right? Um, I think anybody that told you, well, you know, listen, uh, it is what it is. Forget the Grom. Everybody wanted him back. I think at the end of the day, it was just an argument on how much you were willing to go. I said this in a group chat. I would have gone four years, 160 mil, 40 AAV, um, with an option for a fifth. Again, I don't know if he would have accepted that or not. But going five years with a guy like DeGrom is hard to explain. Um, It's hard to explain in management, and it goes against the Mets' philosophy right now. The Mets' philosophy right now is high AAV, short-term contracts until their farm system is built and ready to come up to the majors, and that way they can build a success, uh, sustainable winner. Now, whether it works or not, obviously, that's up to the scouting and the development uh, development uh, portions of the team. But, you know, the Mets' idea is to spend high on guys for a couple years, right? If Rolander craps out, he's only on the roster for two years. You know, he's got a third-year option, but... Uh, that's a vesting option based on innings and stuff. As a realistic baseball mind, where would you rank the Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets right now in order? Wow, that's really tough. Um, we did see the Phillies also got Taiwan Walker, um, which is a good addition. Listen, it's a great, I, it's a great arm to have fourth, third, somewhere there. There's nothing against Taiwan Walker. I think he's been he was a good pitcher for the Mets. I just the second half of the season he falls apart. He starts to go up the home run ball, and when he starts. When he gives up the home run ball, Joel's, it comes in bunches. We will look back on this episode, and we will realize we made a crucial mistake. He doesn't just fall apart. He might only fall apart in New York. So if he comes back, yeah. second half of the year does amazing, then it's going to be the talks of the lights were too bright. Well, look at it. Yeah, well, but that's another thing, right? Like that's. You know, I mean, it has then, to do with performing get, here. But then you had to get rid of him, right? Like, if he can't perform under the lights, he's got to go. So, um and you look at the last Met to leave to go to Philly for to pitch was Zach Wheeler, you know, who, who's it's another guy awesome. that the Mets regretted to let go. So we'll see how it all works out. I'm not as big on the on the Walker loss. I don't think it's as crucial as everybody else. But if I'm going to rank them, Joels, boy, based on the offseason right now. Verlander, I'll the take, Mets. Yeah, until I see what the Mets do for the rest of the offseason – it's got to be for me. It's the Braves, it's the Phillies, and it's the Mets. I agree. Right now, in that in that order, and uh, we'll see what the Mets do. I, can they get? You know, I know they're talking about Darren Ruff's uh, contract is low enough that he actually makes good trade bait. Um, so maybe they look to get creative to go get a bat that way. Um, are they going to re-sign Brandon Nimmo? Is the kid Sanga coming from overseas? I don't know. 
I don't know, but the, the Mets got to do something to get out of that third place. Right before we get into other topics here, including NCAA football, one last question in baseball headed up to Boston for this yep. one. Um, Red Sox just landed um, Japan superstar Masataka Yoshida to a five-year $90 million deal, but they lost Xander Bogarts. Why is this team acting like they're small market, and is it going to hurt them in the long run? I don't know, and I think their fans are starting to catch on, Joel's. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Third first, biggest sports market in the country. First it was Mookie, then it now it's Xander. You're letting your own guys walk. And this actually, Joel's, I'll tie this into Brandon Nimmo for a second. This is why I think signing Brandon Nimmo is actually super crucial. Um, yes, to the Mets the, or to the Yankees? The okay. the Mets. Been floated with both. I, I think um, Jacob DeGrom obviously didn't have a great relationship with the front office, whatever. But he was a homegrown Met. He did start with this organization, and you let him go. Again, whatever the reasons are, that, that that's whatever. But he, he's Different home, regime, kind of, I understand. He's a homegrown guy that left. Brandon Nimmo is a homegrown guy. And his attitude and the way he's played the game, Joel's, he made one of the biggest jumps defensively as a center fielder I've ever seen. Oh, no he, doubt. He went from the bottom 10 to the top 10 uh, in just his ability to cover ground. So He was bottom four in our rotation. Yeah, he, he was he was awesome, Joel. So give me back Brandon Nimmo, and I think you know Boston should follow a similar path. You have to take care of your own people because if you don't, why are they why are they going to try hard for you? You know, why are they going to take that extra step? Why are they going to take that extra batting practice? You know, at the end of the day, you have to take care of your own. It's the same thing in the corporate work structure, Joel. We you know, we see this all the time and obviously that's a different tangent. But Boston not taking care of their own people, man. It it that's not good. That's not good. But them getting Yoshida likely takes them out of the Sanga sweepstakes, which is a beautiful thing. And also being a fan of a team that one large contract doesn't take you out of the running for another player is awesome. It is very awesome. It's something we don't know much about yet. Hope rest of our lives, hopefully, we figure it out. We move forward to NCAA football. A lot of action over there this past week, but the college football playoff is set. One versus four matchup: Georgia, Ohio State. Who do you got? Oh, uh, first of all, I got the I got the four correct. If you go back to listen to the pod last week. I had a really good week, by the way. We're going to get to our NFL picks later. I was on the money for a lot, except for my emotional pick of the Houston Texans over Cleveland. Um, nonetheless, Joels, we'll get back to the playoff here. This smells like Georgia. Georgia just feels like they're on a different level. They, I, I'm going to say stole loosely. I don't mean they actually stole him. But uh, they got Alabama strength and conditioning coach a few years ago, and they haven't seemed to look back. And they play with a lot of swagger. They play with a lot of confidence. They had 15 guys drafted off their team last year, which is the most ever. And they got better. And they got better. And here they are again. And I, this Ohio State team, Joel, it feels like a charity case. Um, they got in because other teams lost, not because of their own doing. So it, it does feel kind of weird to me. And how do they respond? The last moment we saw that team, Joel, they were getting ran over by Michigan on their home field. What are they going to do to stop Georgia from punching them in the mouth so hard, Mike Tyson gives them a standing ovation. I don't know what Ohio State's going to do, but we'll see. It may be the last time, well, it will be the last time we see uh, C.J. Stroud on the field. Um, Jackson Smith in Jabba is not going to play in that game. Uh, he will be headed to the draft. That's the wide receiver that for Ohio State. That is the wide State. receiver, not Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. He's actually going to be back next year. He is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. He is good. He, he will be back 
next year, I believe he has to be. He's a true sophomore. Now, I'm not making leaps and bounds jumps. That's Marvin Harrison's son. It is Marvin Harrison's son. All right. It looks the part. Dude, and then Arch Manning's coming in a few years. This is a good time for the league. And if you're a team, you're going to want to pair those guys up. Because we saw how good Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison Sr. were. Oh, Lord. Oh, baby. So, get but cooked. I, I like Georgia to roll in this game. Uh, Jalen Carter. Watch out for Jalen Carter, Jules. I know a lot of people don't like to watch the trenches when they watch football games because it's not sexy and it's just a bunch of fat guys trying to trying to push each other around. Watch number 88 from Georgia, Jalen Carter. He's, he's the top interior defensive lineman going into the draft this year. Just watch him play the game of football and uh, report back to me. You're going to tell me, thanks, Goose. I appreciate you. I appreciate the recommendation. Watch Jalen Carter from Georgia. With the one verse four out of the way, we move on to the two verse three. Number one ranked defense in Michigan Wolverines take on the TCU Frogs. Who do we got here? Max, this is, Ma- Max Dugan, by the way. Phenomenal season. Yeah, phenomenal season. They lose on a field goal in OT. We talked about this last week. Uh, they lost on a field goal in overtime where it looked like on their first possession, Joel's on, on a couple replays, it looked like they got in the end zone, but not, not to be called by the officials, which is, you know, fine, whatever, human error. Um, luckily, they weren't punished by the by, by the committee, uh, so it kept Alabama out, which is a win for everybody involved. And it's also the last time Bama will ever miss the playoff because we're going to go to 12 teams and Bama will never fall out of the top 12 for as long as you and I are alive. So... I, or as but, long as Nick Saban's alive, we As long say. as Nick Saban's alive, right, 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 100%. But uh, in terms of the game, Joel, I like this Michigan team. I really do. Um, I know Blake Corm's out for the year, which is very unfortunate. He was having a Heisman-type year, and now he's going to miss the rest of the season. But I, I really do like I, – I like this team. I like Donovan Edwards. I love a team that's ran by their offensive line. It's always a good thing. And Jim Harbaugh – you know, again, he's a want, winner, man. They wanted to put his head on a stick and fire him two years ago. Now he's beaten Ohio State two straight years. He's gotten to the playoff twice, and I think Jolan he's going to his first national title this year. I think he might win his national title Ooh. this year. It's it's up there. Michigan's defense is as strong Ooh. as anybody's this year, including Georgia's. It's going to be a good college football playoff this year. We have some more news in NCAA. We have a new coach in Colorado. What's going on there? I do want to say this, Joel. On next episode, we will talk about some of the fun bowl games. Oh, yeah. Like the Bahama Bowl. We can break down college football. We'll talk, we'll talk some of the fun bowl names. and Barstool fun, Bowl. Yeah, we'll talk it all. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned the news. Deion Sanders is headed to Colorado. Colorado's been a pitiful football program for the last two decades. I, and I feel like that's putting that nicely, Joel. I, I, I it's feel a, like we laugh, but it's that, been bad. If you're an alumni there, you're upset, and you want a guy like Dion coming in to say, hey, hit the transfer portal if you're not up for it. Well, and look what he did at Jackson State. He did an excellent job. And you know what? He walked in that room, Joel. He said, I'm bringing people with me, so get out. And, they're, Joel, they're 1-11. You know, how many good players are actually in there? Like, why would he want them sticking around? He's going to bring his son to play quarterback. I think that was already announced. Travis Hunter, who was the number one player in the country last year, who committed to Jackson State, and he said it's basically a foregone conclusion he's going to follow Dion. Their ticket sales have increased. Uh, uh, their requests for season tickets have gone up 129%, I believe. Dion Sanders Jr. is um, on the way. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. They, it, you cannot make this up. They've had like 2,400 2, season ticket interest request forms submitted since they hired Dion. They just hired Dion over the weekend. It's uh, it's exciting, Joel. I'm very excited. I hope Dion uses his platform the right way, which he has 
Like, that's not to say he had... Donated half his salary, caught HBCU on national television deal, endless amounts of equipment, two fields for Jackson State. He's done his part. And I I hope he continues to do that and brings uh, some relevancy back to the uh, Colorado Buffalo... Are they the Buffaloes? I think they are. I think they are. Yeah, so out there in Boulder, Colorado. So I I really hope he does does a good job, Joel. I expect him to do a good job. Uh, Now, does that mean he's going to win the Pac-12 next year? No. But, you know, should, should I expect them to compete in games a lot better than they have been? 100%. Yeah, 100%. And, and Dion's, a, Dion's a fun guy, man. He's not for everybody, though. Uh, you know what I mean, John? He's a little bit outspoken. He's Prime, baby. Right, right, right. It's prime, but it's not for everybody. No. You know? And if you're standing on the train and prime ain't for you, get out of the way, dude. That's all I got to say. He's not changing course. You're the one that better get off the track. So uh, excited for prime time to come to Colorado. It should be a lot of fun. We move on from college football and Deion Sanders to Deion Sanders' stomping grounds in the NFL. Oh, baby. We move on to week 14, and we start with a Thursday night matchup of the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. The Raiders are the six-and-a-half-point away favorites. Who do you got? Yeah, Aaron Donald out in this game. Uh, John Wolford may or may not be out in this game. Baker Mayfield, who just got claimed off of waivers, may start. It's it's kind of ridiculous. What do you mean he got claimed off waivers? That's because he got cut by the Panthers, and you know that says a lot in and of itself. He asked for his release when you get cut from a team like that. Um, yeah, Joe's smart I, I move by know. the Rams. What smart move by the Rams to get Baker? Yeah, I mean, I guess right. You gotta they they always have to do something to bring some excitement, right? And I think like we can you know we can argue about how good Baker Mayfield is. But he's, he's a storyline everywhere he goes. Right, wrong, or indifferent, he's a storyline. I'll take the Raiders in this game. We talked about it. Um, Raiders of the, of the uh, what's it called? Raiders of the Ark. Uh, Raiders of the Playoff Ark, is, I think is what I said in the group chat one time. So, And if they want to get to the playoffs, they're going to have to keep winning these games that they ha- that they should win, by the way. These aren't games that, like, we're not asking them to go beat Buffalo, San Francisco, Kansas City, and Miami in a row. Rather than to beat the Rams, who are about as beat up as anybody in the country. so Six and a half? A lot of points? Yeah, it's a lot of points, but uh, I hope Devontae pops off for my fantasy team tonight. I, I think it. Josh Jacobs has a monstrous game in store yeah, tonight. Me too. From Thursday, Which we go to... kids of death for Moltner, by the way. We go to Sunday in the 101 <laughs> window. The Minnesota Vikings take on the Detroit Lions. And yes, it is the 101 window because 1 o'clock is no longer a thing. All kickoffs are at 101. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I it, did I see at one point Detroit was favored in this game. They still are one and a half points. That's that's crazy. That, that's, that's ridiculous. That's that, betting. That's, that's absurd. I you know again Minnesota did a great job against the Jets last week. I know the Jets missed a lot of opportunities, but uh, Minnesota held them out of the end zone. Did a good job. Won a game at home, and uh, we'll we'll see, man. This Detroit team. I was talking to our old football coach Paul Koontz about this actually. Uh, great guy. I always love chatting it up with Coons. Great mind. Detroit has, I forget who, um, I forget who they have the first round pick from. Oh, I'm blanking on the team. Do they, they the have Rams. Some, they have the Rams first round. Yeah, from the Stafford trade. Dude, that could be a top five pick. It if, could be a top one pick. If they get a top one or two pick, dude, they don't need a quarterback. So they could either trade back for a lot of picks or... Or they could take a guy like Will Anderson. To Don't pair, let Campbell pop. You Don't pair, let him. You pair Anderson with uh, with with Aiden Hutchinson. That's 
Lights out. That's pretty scary that's right there. That's 10 years of good defensive line play. So I think, obviously, that's a, that's a year away. It's a draft away, at least. Um, I like Minnesota in this game. Division games are hard, are hard to pick, Jules. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll take Minnesota in a squeaker. Why? Minnesota knows how to win close games better than anybody in the league. And Detroit has lost close games more than anybody in the league recently. So give me Minnesota by a point. From one division battle, we go to another. The New York Jets travel in-state to take on the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are 10-point home favorites, a monster number for two good teams going at it. What do you got? That is a lot of disrespect for this Jet team. And as much as I love to clown against the Jets and have fun and poke fun with everybody. They're good. They're, they're good, good as anybody. That, that defense is really good. That defense is going to keep them in the game. I think Buffalo wins, Joel's, but they may win on a buzzer beater, man. I, I don't see this game as a blowout in any regard. At all, in my honest opinion. No. So I, I, I like I, I like Buffalo, not by ten points. What do you think about Josh Allen's digression with the loss of the ball? Are you concerned about it heading forward? Listen, I'm concerned with his red zone turnovers. Like that's the thing. Like his his numbers look okay, but when you dive into like the fact that he leads the league in interceptions and more importantly red zone interceptions, that's a problem. Dude, just take care of the football. That's all you gotta do. You've got weapons galore. You've got weapons that people dream about, um, you know, so just take care of the football. So I, I, he, I'm sure he misses Dayball. Uh, we've seen Dayball's been able to get Daniel Jones to take care of the football. Uh, so, you know, obviously that's good. But, you know, Josh, Josh Allen's got to take care of the football better. NFL rivalry continues um, with the battle of the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is the home favorites by one and a half points. Who do you got? Uh, I like, this is hard because Lamar's out th- for three weeks. So it's Huntley, correct? Um, yes, it is Huntley. And, of course, that screws my fantasy team. So how's that doing? Pick up Huntley. He's but, good. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Derek Carr's my other quarterback. So oh, no, nah, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Um, but we'll see. And this is a rivalry game. So uh, Lamar out. Is this in Pittsburgh? This is in Pittsburgh. Hence the one and a half home favorites. I'll take Pittsburgh. This is gonna be this is gonna be slop fest, Jules. It, it may actually work out for one of my fantasy teams because Justin Tucker may score like ninety five points because it's just gonna be field goals all game. So I like I like Pittsburgh in a squeaker. Whoever can make the most field goals is gonna win. Mike Tomlin said it takes two to tango, and they're a great dance partner. That will be a great game this week, as it always is. To the NFC East, where the Philadelphia Eagles take on the New York Football Giants. In East Rutherford, the Eagles are the away favorites at seven points, a full touchdown, an extra point. Who do you got? I would love to have the balls to sit up here and pick the Giants in an upset win. Saquon Barkley got added to the injury report with a neck injury. He's not right, Jules. He's, He's a, not. No. I, he and I don't think it's I don't think it's the neck or the shoulder. He has no burst. He has no burst. No acceleration. Not going forward anymore. Not, and, and you know what though? He's He's going too far forward. Like, it's weird. Like, I know we were at this point where we're like, oh, well, we don't want him to dance. We want him to go north and south. But now he's not making obvious cuts. And I think that's because he's hurt. I Like, I, he, he's a smart enough guy to make those cuts. He was making those cuts earlier in the year. He was making the right moves. So, Joel's, I think he's hurt. This Giants team, I, I don't know if the back end can hold up, honestly. With uh, Adore Jackson still out. McKinney just got his pins out. They don't even know if he's going to play the rest of the year. I can't even tell you how upset I am with Xavier McKinney. 
who's a captain of this team, put himself in grave danger. Green dot captain, play caller. And, and, and now may miss the rest of the season, if not at least miss the, uh, uh, the meaningful games of the regular season. That just can't happen, Jolan. It can't happen for O'Shane Simenez. It can't happen for a green dot captain either. I mean, it it just can't happen. We will laugh about this soon. One day. One day, but, I mean, what are you going to do? New York injuries, they go hand-in-hand to weird things happening, so. I'll take take the Eagles. I I just, these games. It's going to be the Eagles on a whopping. The the Giants may backdoor cover this game. They find ways. You know, they did it against Dallas. You know, they may find a way to backdoor cover, but, yeah, I, I, I like the Eagles to win the game. We move forward to a battle of the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson take on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. The Battle of Ohio is a 5.5 favorite to Cincinnati. Who do you got? You know, it's weird. The The odd stat I saw about Joe Burrow was he is 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Body in his them. career. He's 0-4 against the Browns. He's He hasn't won the Battle of Ohio yet. Really? Yeah, he beats is, the juggernauts, yes, <laughs> not these guys. Swaggy B can't get it done against the Browns. I like give me Swaggy B this week. Give me Burrow. Give me these teams. I told you I can't root for Cleveland. It's not happening. Don't really care. Hope Chubb, hope Chubb has 300 rushing yards, but other than that, I hope the rest of the team stinks. And uh, yeah, give me Cincinnati in this game. Another in division matchup: the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence are. Playing pretty good football, but they're still the underdogs here by three and a half points. Who do you got here? Oh, God. Tennessee, mm. Derrick Henry. Yeah, I like Traylon, Tennessee to control this game. Traylon Burks has been looking good. Yeah, he's looked good. I thought, you know, they, I thought they played well. Uh, they played okay against the Eagles last week. They got trounced, but a lot of people have been getting trounced by the, uh, by the Eagles. Uh, but, yeah, I like Tennessee in this game just to control the pace. Uh, Lawrence was a little bit banged up last week. He had to go get his foot checked out. ETN's had to get his foot checked out. This team just hasn't been consistent, Jolan. You just don't know which Jacksonville team you're going to get. Half the weeks they look like a playoff team. You know, that seventh, six or seven seed. Trevor Lawrence looks like Peyton Manning and then, and then some weeks. You know, some weeks he looks like Zach Wilson. Ryan Leaf, you know. Uh, yeah, sure, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's the new Wilson Ryan again. Leaf, by the way. We may never see Zach Wilson again. Zach Wilson's the new Ryan Leaf. But, Bookmark um, that somewhere. Yeah, we'll keep that one. Um, but uh, no, I, I like I like Tennessee in this game. To the, uh, a battle of divisions, to the battle of Texas, the Houston Texans take on the Dallas Cowboys in the largest spread of the week. Dallas is the home favorite by seventeen <laughs> and a half points. They've been dropping forty burgers. They've been dropping fifty burgers. Their defense is the best in the league. It looks like. Who do you got here? Yeah, well, I think their defense is second best. That San Francisco defense is is, is pretty scary. True, and they've been replacing cornerbacks all year. They've, yep. They look good. 100%. Um, listen, they, they did not look good against the Colts. I know the final score, what the final score says. That game was 21-19. It was a fourth quarter runaway. Third quarter. Yeah, they, they just made a couple plays, and the thing started to avalanche. But, uh, Joel, I, I like Dallas in this game, and, you know, for whatever reason, I like him to cover a 17-point spread. Sure, I'll take it. Give it to me. <laughs> we move on to a battle of the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs travel north to Denver, Colorado, to take on the Broncos. Broncos have the worst offense since the 2000 Browns. I think we're all familiar with that stat. If they were to just score 20 points a game, they'd be 9-3. and three, But they haven't, and they're not. So the Kansas City Chiefs 
are away favorites at nine and a half points. Who do you got? I thought you were going to say we'd all be familiar with the 2000 Browns, and I was going to say I hope we're not. No, um, no, no. But, uh, familiar with how bad this Broncos offense has been, I hope, right. by now. Uh, Joel, I mean, even last week, Lamar gets hurt. They, they, the game turns into ugly fest. It was, and they find a way to lose it. Field goal heaven. And what have I said the last two weeks? Just give me whoever's playing Denver. Whoever's playing Denver is my lock of the week. Give me the Chiefs in this one. I mean, this is a good lock to have. Yeah. The Chiefs are going to body them. Good Lord. The Carolina Panthers travel all the way to the west to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle and the 12th man are four-point home favorites. What do you got here? I like Seattle. As much as I would love to pick this as, like, my upset of the week, I just think Seattle Seattle does enough right. You know, they did a great job last week. I know they were in a dogfight with the Rams, but that's a division game. Division games are dogfights. Sorry, folks. It just happens. Um, I, I do like the I do like the Seahawks at home. Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be a ton of fans there. They're starting. To, they can kind of feel it, Joel's, that they're in the playoff hunt. And uh, you know this Carolina team, well, they suck. So it's the best way I could put it. So go uh, go Hawks. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to California to take on Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers, despite starting mystery relevant, are still three and a half point home favorites against the GOAT. Who do you got here? This might be a trap game for the Niners. I was listening to Fox, and uh, Nick Wright, who's on Fox, was uh, was talking, and he had his hands over his head, his his hands over his head, over his face, almost like he was in tears. And he just asked a simple question: Can anybody bury this team, please? The Rams had an opportunity to do it a couple weeks ago. The Saints had a chance to do it last last week on Monday Night Football. Can somebody bury the Buccaneers? Please. I know they're going to win the division, but they just, every time, Joel, they always seem to have a chance to win a game because they have Tom Brady and the other team does not. You know what's even crazier? Look at the NFC playoff picture and look at the other quarterbacks and it becomes real clear that Tom yeah. Brady might walk. It, it's kind of nuts, Joel. This offense stinks. They, you know, we talk about the Denver offense being bad and they're, they're not that level, but they stink, man. They're the only team in the league. It doesn't have a thousand rushing yards. Well, when you lose your center, when you lose a guard, you know they, things they, are, things are gonna look ugly. They average eighteen point eight points per game. That's awful. Um, do they have a shot going out here playing Brock Purdy? Yeah, because Brock Purdy is pretty unknown to just about everybody. Um, I got to see him a little bit at Iowa State uh, as a quarterback, but I'm about one of six people in the yeah, league that have I've seen, seen him. zero Brock Purdy besides him stepping into for three quarters <laughs> of good football last week. But you know what? He's stepping into an all-star team. Oh, yeah. You know, he's CMC. You've got Trent Williams. You've got that defense that's disgustingly good. Joel's, I think this may be like a 12-9 game. I, like, I get the feeling it's going to be really ugly and disgusting. Uh, I'll take... Don't doubt the GOAT against some 285th pick. I'll take this as my upset of the week. I'll take the Bucks. Pirates, grab your swords. We move. I'll take the Bucks. From the West Coast we go. Uh, just kidding. We stay in the West Coast in L.A. From the Miami Dolphins take on the L.A. Chargers. Miami is the three-point away favorites. Mike Williams officially healthy and ready to go. Who do we got here? Matchup of the week, I think. Give me the Chargers. Whoa. Uh, I like the Chargers, Miami. Uh, they're in a very difficult part of their schedule right now, and uh, I don't think it's going to get any easier. Mike Williams coming back. That's not great news for Miami. And, uh, yeah, g- give me the Chargers. I, again, the Chargers is a weird team, too. You know, they're just always dealing with injuries and one-score games and 
coaching issues and stuff. So. Looking like they're getting healthy at the right time, though. Give me the Chargers, man. Won enough games, and hey, who go, knows? Go Chargers. As Giants, go. Fan, as Giants fans, we know all takes a little bit of magic when you're yes, nearing the playoffs to excel. And from Sunday primetime, we go to Monday primetime to wrap up Week 14. The New England Patriots take on the Arizona Cardinals, and the Patriots and Mac Jones are the one-and-a-half-point away favorites. Now, it's weird because Arizona has Marquise Brown, not on a pitch count, and um, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. Both those guys are full go together for the first time all year. This game sucks. Is that uh, game, is this that game might the, be better than is expected. Is that the Monday night game or the it, Sunday game? It's the Monday night game. Hey, 15. That's why. You couldn't get flexed out of the Monday night game. Uh, I'll take True, Sunday night game got flexed to Miami, to Miami Chargers. Chargers. Um, I'll, ta- I'll take Arizona at home uh, with Marquise Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm not saying they're finding it, but I think they they'll beat New England. New England's struggling, but uh, don't they'll come? They'll be ready to play. Uh, don't don't you know? Don't get uh, don't get your panties in a bunch about that one. But uh, I I do like Arizona over New England. So as the playoff picture nears down here, who do you got making the playoffs here? Do you think the Giants have enough talent? Do you think the Seahawks are going to squeak one by? Obviously, Washington's red hot. Cowboys obviously looking for a spot too. I think the seven seed is going to come down to the Giants and the and Washington, and it's going to come down to their matchup next week. That got flexed into prime time, eight twenty, in Landover, Maryland. I think is where the stadium is technically. Um, and that that field that le- as Crocky always says, it just leaks sewage. A disgusting facility. Crocky. And that's uh, going to be prime time. Joel's Daniel Jones, zero of nine in prime time, but he plays well against Washington. So something's got to give, and oh, with nine in prime time, yeah, he's the, not our guy. The win, the winner of that game, Joel's. I think when we went to the game last week, the winner of that game, if the, if there was a winner, would have seen their playoff chances jump forty percent, and vice versa, they would have lost forty percent. So it, it it is a sw- it is a swinging pendulum, and uh, obviously we saw a twenty twenty tie, Joel's. We had a great time, great experience, um, except for the fact that there was no winner. There was no winner. Everyone like, went out sad. Stinks. Everyone went out sad. Everybody loses. The fan, we actually, while the teams don't actually lose, we lose. And on top of that, Dotson made a crazy spin that just demoralized mm-hmm. me. It was. Slayton made a ridiculous drop. Feliciano had the dumb penalty. Well, the, refs have been interfering in way the, too many games this year. The That's officials, another topic only, for another day. The officials misspotted Richie James's catch. They did not call the delayed game, and they did not call the offsides penalty, Joel's. On the spike that would have gotten us five yards closer. Disgusting. Crazy. Crazy when you think about it. Game of inches, right? Always finds a way to come down to the end. But it's going to come down to that Washington game, Joel's. And can the Giants beat the Colts? they got to be able to beat the Colts. If they can win those two games, I think the Giants are in the playoffs. If not, I think we'll be watching from the couch in January. Um, celebrating my retirement from fantasy football as it likely comes to an end. And uh, we'll go from there, right? Yeah. I mean, that's basically it for the NFL. So, what else we got for the show? Yeah, I think that's, Joel's. That's pretty much it, man. I think we're you know wrapping it up and having some fun. We had some fun here. We had some fun at the Giant game. We've got some things up our sleeves, Joel's, and and I think people should be excited. And, and we're gonna have some fun. Uh, obviously on this podcast, we love doing this thing, or else we wouldn't be putting out seventy five episodes. Um, and here's to seventy five more. Obviously, honestly, it's not even like work. We're just kind of hanging out. No, we're just <laughs> yeah. hanging out. You know, Joe and I stop at Quick Check before we come here. We get snacks. Got a little group going you know, on. We're hanging out with pretzel cigars out here, and 
you know, Arizona iced teas. And like a true Corleone. Just having some fun. That's that's what this podcast is all about. It's what I've stressed to everybody since we started this thing back in uh, March of 2020. Which is a lifetime ago. It feels you. like a lifetime ago, and we've come so far, Joel's Obviously, we're going to keep it rolling, uh, keep doing our thing, and obviously, you know, stay tuned because we're getting towards the holidays here, so things could shift around a little bit. You never know. But uh, obviously, we're going to keep you informed. We're going to keep you up to date. And uh, hopefully, the Giants and the Mets make some big moves. The Devils, by the way, still a wagon. Yeah. The Devils still wagon, playing well. Young core looking great. Having a lot of fun, man. Sport, sports, have been, sports have been pretty good so far this year. But, um, again, Jones, as we start to get to the holidays, obviously, each each episode we will just, uh, you know, continue to hope everybody has a great holiday season. No matter what you celebrate, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas, uh, if you consider New Year's a holiday, sure, be my guest. But, you know, have, have a great holiday season. Um, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Goose on the Mic. Uh, Joel, where might the people be able to find you and or the podcast? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Good Old Joel's. You can follow our Twitter at Podcast Air It Out and our Instagram at Air It Out dot Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, or if you want to tell us you hate us and hate our sports takes, let us know. Be my guest. But if you tell us you hate them, that means you listen to them. So. Uh, that's obviously an important step, too. Next week, we're going to have two guests in the studio. Jolan doesn't even know about that yet. Uh, we're going to have some fun. But, guys, again, continue to reach out on social media. Any questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, uh, no, you know, threats, whatever, just reach out to us. We'll have some fun with it. And uh, we'll keep this. We'll keep our wagon going, Jolan, because this podcast is a wagon in and of itself. So, Jolan, until week 15 in the NFL – until episode 76, no, it's not going to be that stupid John Feliciano episode. Uh, and until, well, until the uh, until we get closer to the holiday season, Joels. Can I do a shanty? Sure. Be my guest. Some ships are wooden ships, but those ships may sink. The best ships are friendships, and to those ships, we drink.